worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620-CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have reaction from the province's Minister of Agriculture on Viterra's announcement yesterday. The company is constructing the world's largest integrated canola processing plant in Regina. We have reaction from Regina's mayor and the local Chamber of Commerce. Alberta announces plans to vaccinate all its meatpacking plant workers and Real Agriculture also discusses Viterra's big announcement for Regina. StatsCan releases its spring crop seeding survey, and we have reaction to it. Ottawa moves to end a strike at the Port of Montreal. And we have a seeding interview with the chair of Sask Wheat. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Saskatchewan government welcomes a decision by Viterra to build the world's largest integrated canola crushing plant in Regina. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the announcement is great news for farmers and the economy. He points out it is one of several plans to expand canola crushing in the province. When you see uh, JRI make a significant uh, investment into the Yorkton and doubling their capacity there, and then with Cargill last week building uh, you know, one point, over 1 million metric ton uh, canola crush facility here in the Regina area as well, and now with today's announcement of Viterra, I think it speaks uh, very well of the investment uh, climate here in the province of Saskatchewan by private companies globally. Merritt says canola offers great potential for the province. We're seeing new varieties being developed as we speak that are obviously higher yielding, higher oil content, and we're seeing those numbers grow. I mean, you look at this uh, this uh, announcement that Viterra did today at 2.5 million tons of uh, canola crush. Uh, we grew last year over just over 11 million metric tons of canola in the province of Saskatchewan. So you're looking at roughly 25% of the production that way. If we continue to see this type of investment and we're, and we're seeing that, I think you're going to see canola acres grow and you're going to see production grow because we're going to come out with new varieties that are going to be higher yielding, higher oil content. There's things like that research is ongoing right now as we speak. Merritt expects the canola growing area to expand in Saskatchewan. I look at my own area in the southern part of the province. Canola 10 years ago wasn't growing. Now it's on a three-year rotation with just about everybody. And uh, because we're seeing varieties that really are more drought tolerant, they're, they're higher yielding uh, 
farmers like myself saw a pretty good return on our investment in, in, in that side of it. So I think you'll continue to see that type of, uh, I mean, the acres are what they are. We're going to see increased production in pulses because we're seeing new varieties with higher yields as well. And same thing with cereals. I think you're, you're seeing a real three-year rotation with cereals, oil, oil seeds, and pulses that are working well in the province. Merritt says farmers also see a price premium for local crushing. I think for me as a farmer, it does a lot. And, and uh, I know even in talking to my colleagues that were closer to crush facilities, they were getting a pretty good premium truck in their canola directly to the crush versus hauling it to terminal and then shipping it overseas. So there's going to be a huge benefit uh, back to the farmers in the price side of it. Merritt says the new crushing plants are reaching the province's growth target. For the companies, I think they look at this as a good uh, investment attraction, good investment opportunity. Uh, when we were, you know, we were still only crushing about a little over 4 million tons of our total production. Now we're going to be real close to what our growth t- strategy target was at, uh, when we wanted to get to 75%. We're very close. To, we're, we're probably there or even past it. I think what you're going to see is there's still room for that. Obviously, there's going to be canola transitioning even from Alberta and, and Manitoba as well. But that just, I think this just speaks well of the investment attraction that uh, companies looked at here in the province of Saskatchewan. Merritt says canola is well received on the world marketplace for its quality and it is grown in a sustainable fashion. There has been recent criticism of Brazilian soybeans grown in areas of deforested areas of the Amazon. The CEO of the Regina District Chamber of Commerce says huge investments in the city by both Cargill and Viterra say a lot about the economic climate here. John Hopkins says the announcement by both to build canola crushing plants just reinforces Saskatchewan's role as a global leader in agriculture. Regina is the place where we can see investment and people come here and it does speak to the fact that you know we're growing the size of the agriculture anchor in our economy, which is nothing but positive given Saskatchewan is all about agriculture in many, many ways. Hopkins adds this will be a big boon to Regina as we start to move out of the pandemic because it will send the message this is a great place to invest. Some big news for the city. The company is currently in the feasibility stage of finalizing the plant's capabilities. That's Viterra. And Regina Mayor Sandra Masters says this is huge news for Regina. She says while Viterra looked at other places for this facility, familiarity may have been what helped seal things. These are really hard economic times and the entire country and including south of the border are hungry for these types of projects. Um, I'm not sure we were the most competitive, but I think that we may have had an advantage since Viterra has been here since 1924. That's Regina Mayor Sandra Masters. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca. The Alberta government has announced a province wide plan to vaccinate workers at all meatpacking plants over the coming weeks. It was about a year ago an outbreak of COVID at the Cargill beef plant in High River quickly became Canada's biggest outbreak of the virus to date. A few hundred workers became ill, at least two died, and the plant was forced to shut down for two weeks. Alberta Health Minister Tyler Shandro outlined plans yesterday to ensure meatpacking workers are vaccinated quickly. There are 136 of these sites across the province, and in order to vaccinate as many workers as possible, uh, as quickly as possible, a variety of approaches will be used, including on-site clinics, pharmacies, and HS clinics. And these workers were, as uh, you know, already identified as being eligible under Phase 2C. 
but delays in the vaccine supply prevented us from starting the program until now. All of these workers will be offered at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine within the next few weeks, provided that vaccines arrive as scheduled. And on top of that, uh, uh, a pilot project led by a, a team of researchers from the University of Calgary will begin at the Cargill plant at High River. Now, the goal of this project will be to combat vaccine hesitancy by providing translated materials and on-site translators at the meatpacking plants. Earlier this spring, NDP leader Rachel Notley demanded a full public inquiry into how the Alberta how the outbreak at the Cargill plant was handled by the Alberta government a year ago. Cargill said it worked closely with provincial health officials during and after the outbreak to make sure the plant was safe for workers to return. The shutdown of the massive plant for two weeks led to a backlog of cattle shipments, the repercussions of which are still being felt today. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. Big news at Regina this week. Viterra will be building the world's largest canola crush facility. Real Agriculture's Lindsay Smith had a chance to catch up with Viterra North America CEO Kyle Jaworski and find out more. Tell me about this integrated canola crush plant announcement for Regina. We're very excited to uh, announce today the construction of a new canola crushing facility located in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's a very historic investment for us as we're looking at uh, constructing the world's largest with an annualized capacity of 2.5 million metric tons. Now, that how much larger is that than what is currently the largest? Do you know offhand? That I can't comment on. Okay. Um, it sounds like a lot. I'll just, we'll go with it, that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, so when you, when you look at, when you look at the capacity of, of the plant that we intend to build, if it were an export destination, it would be larger than our market to Japan for, for canola seed, larger than Mexico. In fact, on an average year, it would be our second largest export destination uh, with that single plant. So it's very significant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, in the press release that Viterra um, rolled out, it says integrated canola crush plant. What does integrated mean in this context? What it means is that we will be crushing uh, canola seed to create the vegetable oil and the meal. But the integrated, it's got full vegetable refining capabilities, which then allows us, to uh, meet the needs of our food customers as well as the needs of fuel customers. So that brings me, of course, to my next question. Um, of course, you know, in, in the latest federal budget and in many policies uh, in the last few months and few years, so much focus on the biofuel uh, and clean fuel initiatives. How does this dovetail into that movement uh, at a federal level? Yeah, so this, uh, when we look at the crushing industry, the, the crushing industry in Canada 
has been running at essentially full capacity for the last number of years. And, um, you know, that, that crush industry that we're a part of today uh, is, is supplying predominantly food, but also some fuel demand. With the Clean Fuel Standards Act, we see an even increased opportunity to supply canola oil as an essential feedstock into the renewable fuel industry. So uh, the Clean Fuel Standards Act has been the latest catalyst uh, to increase demand even on top of the growth that we're seeing on the food side. Uh, as part of this, where where is the proposed location for this plant? We have secured land just on the northern edge of the city of Regina. Now, I, I would imagine, of course, um, that rail access is key. Um, we have a, we have been talking about all this added crush capacity, the advent, of course, of the clean fuel standard. We're talking biodiesel. We're talking renewable uh, uh, diesel, which is they're slightly different, as I understand it. Are, are we talking about moving to a point where we'd be potentially moving renewable diesel or biofuels through pipeline, let's say? Our intention today is, is what we know is that we need sufficient road and rail infrastructure for the development of this plant. So the the parcel of land that we have selected has uh, excellent road infrastructure. And in fact, that's been enhanced over the last number of years with the provincial government making a significant investment in the bypass uh, related to Regina, which allows access of canola seed from all areas, all directions. On top of that, the the parcel of land uh, that we have selected also has access to both CN and CP rail. So it gives us a tremendous amount of opportunity to satisfy uh, all destination markets, whether they be on the oil side or on the meal side. So uh, our focus is going to be on road and rail at this point in time. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devon at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. For today, sunny sky, wind southwest 20. The high today is supposed to be around 18 degrees, which we have reached. The low is zero. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers or flurries in the morning. Tomorrow, clearing in the afternoon. Wind northeast 30, becoming light near noon. The high tomorrow, though, just 12, the low plus one. Thursday, back to warmer temperatures again, partly cloudy with a high of 16, the low plus 5. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 24, the low plus 4. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low plus 2. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 16, the low plus 2. Monday, partly cloudy, high 16. Normal high for this date, 15, the normal low is 0. The sun rose at 5.41 this morning. It sets at 8.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Indian Head and Moose Jaw. Regina also is at 18 degrees. The cold spot, Collins Bay, at minus 13. 
And around the province, Estevan is 17, Saskatoon 6, Swift Current 16, Weyburn also 16, Yorkton is 12 degrees. Regina, partly cloudy and 18 degrees. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 17. Humidity is 19%. The barometric pressure rising 101.1. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 18. Winds are from the south, southwest at 13. Once again, Regina, 18 degrees in Regina, 64 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Stats Canada says farmers seeding intentions include more canola, barley, soybeans and corn this spring. The federal agency says farmers will plant less wheat, oats, peas and lentils compared to last year. Wheat acreage is forecast down 6.9% to 23 million acres. In Saskatchewan, spring wheat will drop 6%, while Durham will see a 1% increase in seeded area. Canola area will increase for the first time since 2017, rising 3.6% to 21.5 million acres, the largest area since 2018. In Saskatchewan, seeded area to canola will jump 4.4% to 11.8 million acres. Barley will jump 24.5% in Saskatchewan to 3.9 million acres, the largest in the province since 2007. Oat area will drop 11% in this province. Lentils, where Saskatchewan produces 90% of the Canadian crop, will edge down 1.6%. Total seeded area to lentils will be 4.2 million acres. Dry peas acreage will decrease almost 10% to 3.8 million acres. The survey was conducted in March. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Ken Ball says the canola acreage forecast was interesting. The market really would like to see canola acres up over 23 which would be a push uh, for canola to get that many acres, but that's where they would like it. So even if it, even if this number does increase a bit, it's still going to be likely going to be way shy of that. So it's certainly supportive. And I don't think it's had any impact today, only because we were experiencing such extreme market volatility, both just before and just after the numbers came out, that I don't know if anybody even had time to read this report. And that volatility had nothing to do with this report whatsoever. It was just uh, we've had extreme market gains over the last month and uh, traders were just getting money off the table and <clears throat> causing the markets to swing very wildly this morning. But now that, now that things have calmed down, traders are going to go back and look at this number and it's certainly going to be you know, overall supportive for the new crop canola, I think, uh, because as I said, the, the commercial traders certainly would have liked to have seen that number right up around 23 million. And uh, it's, it's not likely to get that high, even if that number does go up a little bit. Ball says the survey may be close in its accuracy despite recent market swings. Most growers, I'm sure, would have largely made up their mind when this data was collected. There there may have been a little bit of a shift given how extreme the canola prices have gone just in the last few weeks. It might pull in a few more acres, but I I really found that most growers were just getting very reluctant to push rotations, and there's many areas where they've already pushed too far and they're, they're in some trouble, so... 
My guess is that this number at best might only go up a small amount in the final total, maybe up to 22. And that's, well, that's a good increase. It's still, you know, just, it just puts more pressure on good weather and high yields and uh, getting uniform growing conditions across the prairies. And we know how hard that is. It just doesn't happen all that often. Ball says dry weather is a concern. Yeah, there's certainly 60 to 65 percent of the prairies are, you know, extremely dry. There's been, you know, northern Saskatchewan, parts of northern Alberta, and, and patches in Manitoba are okay. And we're seeing a smattering of moisture starting to appear, but it's pretty light. Uh, there's, you know, the some areas have been lucky and got a little more, but it's only just, just barely helping a bit at this stage. We've got to see something better develop. That's Ken Ball with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Back-to-work legislation has been tabled in Parliament to end a strike by dock workers at the Port of Montreal. Debate on the bill is expected to begin later this afternoon. The Quebec branch of the Canadian Union of Public Employees calls the bill an affront to all workers in the country. But Federal Labour Minister Philomena Tassis says the government has to intervene because of the strike's impact on the Canadian economy. One area of concern is the shipment of pulse crops in containers through the Port of Montreal. The Longshoremen's Union has been without a contract since December 2018. Work scheduling is the main bone of contention. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. The chair of Saskweed expects seeding to get underway in the coming week. Brett Halstead of Nokomis's recent snowfall was welcome, but more moisture is needed. Still very dry, so more moisture would be appreciated. The snow wasn't a heavy snowfall, but it was a nice little bit. A lot of it did blow into the ditches, into the trees, but, um, you know, it's nice to see moisture either way. Do you expect any changes in seeding plans? Uh, what what you plan on putting in the ground? No, we anticipate going with what we planned all winter, which is, you know, similar to our rotation, the way it's been for the last number of years. So what is, if you don't mind my asking, what is your rotation? Well, we'll grow mostly wheat and canola, and we grow some peas and barley too. So kind of 40% of wheat and canola and maybe 20% barley and peas. Do you remember a time in the springtime when prices were this buoyant? No, it's pretty exciting times. Uh, obviously, wish we had more grain still in the bin, but it's what it is, and it's exciting. You know, some costs are up too, which makes it challenging, but it's nice to see good values out there for sure. We've gone through COVID-19 this past year. Your thoughts on it? Well, it, it's affected probably the general public more than agriculture, other than we don't go into our elevators and, you know, our farm supplies depots quite as often. But, you know, it's mostly been business as usual other than with a mask and when you're picking up your parts or delivering your grain or whatever. What other thoughts do you have on seeding? I was just going to reemphasize how dry it still is. Like there's basically no sloughs out there at all. Brett Halstead of Nokomis is the chair of Sask Wheat. Nokomis is about 135 kilometers north of Regina. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. 
Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose 740 at 782.97. Number one red spring wheat went up $2.90 at $326.59. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $299.46. Feed barley, $267.68. Flax, $697.63. Lentils, $705.47. Oats, $209.53. Yellow peas, $383.70. Feed wheat, $238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat September futures are up 7 and 3 quarter cents. At seven fifty six and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week April 27th. Our last regular sale was on April 14th. The market on cows had picked up a few cents. D1 and D2 cows sold from 85 cents to 95 cents. D3 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had our last pre-sorted sale for the spring on Monday. There won't be another until August. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.46 and sold up to $2.57. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.36 and sold up to $2.54. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold up to $2.41. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.30. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.07 and sold up to $2.25. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.12. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.91. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500-pound grasser steers at $2.53 a pound, a group of 550-pound black steers at $2.41 a pound, a group of 600-pound black steers at $2.29 a pound, a group of 650-pound black steers at $2.20 a pound, a group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.14 a pound, and a group of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.91 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,600 hogs Monday. Selling in a range of 231 to 245 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head. Selling in a range of 231 to 246 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are selling in the range of 70 to 77 cents per pound of live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 46 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2418. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.66 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed, with the Western Corn Belt down $1.48 U.S. 100 weight, and both national variants up by 50 cents 100 weight. Market watchers are looking for a cash top are taking note as the Western Corn Belt base price moved lower for the first time since April 7th, and only the second time in about a month. The pork cutter is also seeing some softness, in part as a result of the day-over-day weakness developing in the belly primal which has seen double-digit losses over the past two days. Bellies only make up for about 15% of the value of the cutout,
but its notable move lower is having an impact as it reached near record levels in recent weeks. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. And SMHI, landowners. SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, farmers insuring farmers. Saskatchewan is now home to the largest helium purification facility in Canada. The provincial government says the $32 million plant is located near Battle Creek in the southwest and is owned by North American Helium. The plant is expected to produce more than 50 million cubic feet per year of purified helium for commercial sale. For contacts, the helium could fill about 400,000 party balloons a day. Helium is used in medical research, semiconductor manufacturing, space exploration, fiber optics, and advancements in nuclear power generation. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Ayer says the facility diversifies Saskatchewan's natural resource sector and positions Saskatchewan as a leading supplier of a critical element needed in the world. Helium is included in both the Canadian and U.S. lists of critical minerals considered necessary for emerging technologies. Prices for helium have risen more than 160 percent since 2017 due to rising global demand and supply shortage. Canada has the fifth largest helium resources in the world with significant underground reserves. With the new facility, there are now nine active helium wells in the province and 24 in the drilling process, and the number could surpass 100. Helium in Saskatchewan is significantly more environmentally friendly than competing jurisdictions, where it is a byproduct of hydrocarbon production. On the markets, the TSX is up 27 points at 19,197. The Dow has dropped 39 points at 33,942. Oil is up 50 cents at 62.41 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 12 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.55 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.